How was your guys' week? Good, awesome, wonderful. Um, let's give it up for the worship team today. Uh, they had a amazing worship, you know, like always. Uh, they come very early, they prepare, they practice on Saturdays, and uh, you see their smiles and how awake they are so early in the morning. Um, I'm just very inspired and very encouraged, you know, when, when I see them. So I'm very happy to see you guys. I've been thinking about each one of you through the whole week. Uh, we have been praying for all of you. And uh, I would like to uh, just welcome everybody, you know, for being here today. Daniel and Tali, right? Yes. Yeah, I was trying to learn your name the whole week. I was like, how, does, how do you pronounce this? But I got it. I got it. Um, since we've been praying all these weeks, I would like to open up maybe a couple of minutes before the message for anybody who would like to share anything that, you know, God has done in your life this week. Maybe like a, a praise request, I mean, report. Um, anything that the Lord has done in your life, any miracles, open the Red Seas, uh, Red Sea. Anybody? Remember that those of us who are pastors, when you go like that, we automatically see you because we think you're raising your hand, right? <laughs> Anyways, uh, so um, I want to thank God, you know, for just the opportunity to be here and for seeing you guys. Um, it's very encouraging. Um, and I want to remind you that uh, you have two pastors praying for you uh, every Sunday. Uh, if you want to come, that room right there. Uh, is available, and you can't, it can't get anything better, you know, than that. Two pastors, you know, praying only for you. So you're very, um, you're invited to come. So I want to take you to the book of Joshua today. Uh, I'm going to be reading for Joshua chapter 1, but also I want to mention a verse from the New Testament that I want us to Keeping mind, keeping our hearts as we talk about Joshua chapter 1. But you guys are going to help me uh, today during the message. Uh, you know that in some cultures, uh, pointing uh, means something, right? When somebody goes like that. In some cultures, uh, it's not very nice to point at people. Uh, but we're going to make it nice today. So I'm going to need your help. So when I raise my right, my right hand like this, um, I want those of you who are on this side to get up. Get up. All right, that's the exercise of the morning. You will turn around to that side. You will point at them. And you will say, quitters never win. Now you can sit down. Now we have this side over here, stand up. Then you look at them, you point at them, and you tell them winners never quit. Winners never quit. All right, you got it? Okay, are you ready? We're going to practice, okay? One, two, three. All right, very good. Ready? One, two, three, go. 
All right. So quitters never win and winners never quit. So we're going to be going to the book of Joshua. But first, I want to read 1 Corinthians uh, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 11. Uh, I want you to see that scripture as we read uh, the book of Joshua because the Apostle Paul says in this verse, these things happen to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of the ages has come. But I want to focus on the first sentence that says, these things have happened to them as examples so what we are going to be reading today is an example of how God wants us to live our Christian lives. So we're going to pray today, and I want to speak on the subject of taking great courage today. So if today in the morning you have come to the church a little discouraged because maybe things have not been going your way, maybe some of you are looking for a job, maybe some of you are looking for a better job, Maybe some of you are looking just for a better place to be. Maybe some of you are struggling, you know, with an illness, a sickness, or a family issue. Whatever the situation or the circumstance for you today is, I want to remind you that quitters never win and winners never quit. So I want you to take courage today in the Word of God that He is here today and He will help you out and lift you up. Amen? So let's pray, and then we'll read the scripture. Father God, I want to thank you today, Lord God, for this congregation and this group of people. I thank you, Lord, for their lives. I thank you for the plan that you have for them. And I thank you, God, because you do not forget your own words. Uh, it is clear in the scripture, Lord God, that there's promises. Promises for all of us, Lord God, especially, Lord God, when we walk, Lord God, with you. So I pray today, Lord God, that anybody who has come discouraged today, I pray, Lord God, that you'll bless them, lift them up, open their hearts, touch them, Lord God, and that we come out of this building, Lord God, with courage, Lord God, and with, with encouragement that we are more than conquerors, Lord God. I thank you, Father, in the name of the Son and on the Holy Spirit. And everybody says, Amen. Ready? Come on, let's get up. All right, over here. All right, so the Bible says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 5, let me tell you a little bit about this scripture that when those verses that we're going to read uh, were written, uh, there was a, this is the context of a very emotional situation. Moses had already died. The people have been crying, you know, for about 30 days about the loss that they had had. So it is very emotional, you know, this moment, especially for Joshua. It's not easy when you have been with someone ever since you were 17 years old. You've been so close to that person and all of a sudden, you know, that person uh, goes away, passes away. But it is during those times. Those emotional times, it is during those times when you have a loss, it is during those times when you are sad, when you are disappointed, that God is ready to show you what the next step is in your life. If you look for him, especially through prayer, and you ask God, Lord, so what's next? 
What are you going to do in my life? So think about it. Moses had already died. Joshua knew that he was going to succeed Moses. So he has this task. He doesn't exactly know what he's going to do, but he goes to God, and then God starts speaking to Joshua, and God says to Joshua these words in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, saying, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you, not forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land that I swore to the ancestors to give them. Be strong and be courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So one of the things that God is always encouraging his people if we study, you know, the history of the Israelites in the Old Testament is to always be encouraged. To always have that courage to face life with the faith that God is walking with you. That is a word that God gave to Abraham. That is a word that God gave to Isaac. That is a word that God gave to Jacob. It is a word that God gave to Moses. And it is a word that God is giving to Joshua. And the Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, those Things, those situations happen as examples so that we can follow that type of successful life that they had in the Old Testament because the same God that delivered them from problems, negativity, bad situations, it is the same God that is helping us and leading us into victory. But God commands Joshua, be courageous, be brave, face life, face negativity, face sickness, Face challenges, face lack of enthusiasm in your life with me because I will be with you every single day and nobody will be able to come against you because I will not leave you, I will not forsake you. And God says, I only want you to be brave, be courageous, study my word, follow my word, believe in me and you will walk into victory. And it seems like Joshua didn't follow what God was asking from him because if you keep reading in the chapter, the Bible says that Joshua immediately organized the people so that they would go and take possession of the promised land. Now let me tell you something important because the book of Joshua is all about getting what God had promised. But it's very curious, it really draws my attention that when God tells Joshua, get all the people together, get ready, cross the Jordan, and take possession of what I have promised, do you know that there were people, towns, cities, armies in that promised land that the Israelites had to defeat before they would inherit the land? A lot of times, you know, we do not realize that when we live a Christian life, you too have to conquer a lot of things in your life. When you walk into the promised land, when you walk in 2019, this new year, things are not supposed to be easy for us. Life is not easy. Life is hard. 
And the Bible says that even though God had promised that land, the Israelites, they had to go and fight for it. They had to fight for the promise of God. A lot of times, you know, we give up before even fighting. A lot of times we give up while we are fighting. A lot of times, you know, we give up, you know, on the promises that God has for us because we don't see the results right away. But God told Joshua, I want you to believe in me. I want you to have faith in me, but I want you to be brave, be courageous. I want you to believe in the victory. I want you to believe in the promised land. But you need to do your job. Go ahead and conquer what I have promised to you and your parents that I will give to you. So God has promises for you. God has promises for agape. God has promises for the young people. God has promises for 2019. But it's time to not sleep. It's time to wake up, get up, and fight for the promises that God has given to us in this church, the community, and your personal life. You need to wake up. You need to get up. Because blessings are given to us, but God doesn't want you to just you know, cross our arms and, okay, God, you know, this is what you say in the Bible. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Lord, it sounds so beautiful. Seek after the kingdom of God first and everything shall be added. That sounds so awesome. But God is asking for you to be brave and to be courageous, not to quit because quitters never win and winners never quit. It's time to wake up. It's time to get up and say, God, I want to be successful you know, I'm not afraid about preaching prosperity. I'm not afraid about preaching, you know, how to be prosperous. Because that, what, that is exactly what God told Joshua. If you keep my word, if you keep the law that Moses gave you, you will be prosperous wherever you go. Those of you who have been reading Simple Church, do you remember uh, some leaders are reading a book that is called Simple Church? Some of you already finished reading the book, but we're, we're going to get started, you know, pretty soon. But do you remember how many decrees were in the Old Testament? Laws that they had to follow? How many? Give me a number. 613 commandments that the law had that they had to follow. I could hardly remember, you know, a couple or a few, you know, when I'm driving. Sometimes I'm driving, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, was that legal what I did or not? I'm like, I got to go back to the manual and read it. They had to keep 613 commandments. Jesus reduced those 613 commandments to two. Number one, love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your mind, with all your power. And number two, love your neighbor as yourself. But do not quit. Do not give up. Get up. Believe in the promise and start conquering what the Lord has promised that he will give to you. You know, the enemy, he wants you to believe that God doesn't care about you. He wants you to believe that God doesn't listen to your prayer. He wants you to believe that God doesn't have a plan for you. And he's very happy when you get disappointed, when you get sad, when you get discouraged, when you get depressed, and when you're confused and you don't know what to do, that makes him happy. Because he knows that as long as you are confused, as long as you are discouraged, you will not develop the full potential that God has for you in your life. But God told Joshua, you got to be strong. 
You got to be committed. Read my word. Keep it in your lips. Share it with everybody. Meditate in it. But do not quit because quitters never win and winners never quit. Joshua, be strong. Be courageous. One of the beautiful things that I like about the book of Joshua in verse 5, it says that God told Joshua, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. It's a promise. It's a promise. But if you keep reading the book of Joshua, you will notice that a few chapters, you know, after chapter 1, Joshua had a defeat with an army from another town. And it was because somebody uh, had done something there, and it had to be discovered. It had to be revealed. But after that defeat, God gave him victory. A lot of times, you know, we're going to experience a lot of things in our lives that seem like they are a defeat. That seem like you lost the battle. You may have lost the battle, but you haven't lost the war. Because there's a promise right here that no one will be able to stand against you. And sometimes it may seem like uh, you're not making it in a certain area of your life. uh, And the enemy wants you to be sad. The enemy wants you to be confused. The enemy wants you to be unhappy. But you have to remember that the Apostle Paul said that those things in the Old Testament happen as an example for you and I to follow. Joshua, he lived a very successful life because at the end of his life, he realized that believing God's promises was worth it. It was completely worth it because every single promise God kept. Every single one of them. Especially the one where God says, I will be with you all the time, every single day of your life. Sometimes, you know, we have battles in our work. We have battles, you know, at school. Sometimes, you know, we have battles in families. Uh, We've been praying for needs here, uh, people who are new to the church, they have shared about their situations. And there's sometimes, you know, family issues going on. But we got to focus on the word of God that God has promised that things will not be easy. But he is with us. He will not leave you and he will not forsake you. One thing also I really love um, talking about the New Testament is when, when the Apostle Paul, you know, he got saved. Um, I want to read again uh, the book of Acts chapter 23, 11. Uh, Acts chapter 23, 11. It's a very interesting verse because you know what had happened. The apostle Paul right there, uh, a few minutes after this verse right here, the apostle Paul had been preaching, you know, um, around in the community. And all of a sudden the religious leaders, you know, they came and they didn't believe that he was doing something that was from God. So they gathered together and they wanted to punish him. They wanted to kill him. They didn't know how to do it. But all of a sudden, you know, uh, when they were interviewing the apostle Paul, one of the priests said, strike that man on the face. And one religious leader, imagine, came and punched the Apostle Paul in the face. And then uh, the story keeps going on to he was delivered at the end. But God came to the Apostle Paul and said, the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, take courage. As you have testified about me in Jerusalem, you must also testify in Rome. Let me tell you, church, young people, couples, beautiful people, having courage, having encouragement, having motivation, it's a personal choice. It's, 
it's based on having the faith that God will comply with every single promise that he has given to you. Can you imagine the Apostle Paul, how unmotivated he must have felt? Can you imagine if Pastor Henry comes to me and he says, Franklin, I, I, want, to punch, I want you to punch that person right there for what he said. <laughs> that person will probably never come back to church. I don't know. We'll probably get through something like that. I don't know. But that will never happen. But just imagine how the Apostle Paul felt that the pastors of the time, the priests, because Paul said, I've been trying to do the will of God. The priest got so mad that said, strike that man. And somebody came and boom, punched the Apostle Paul. They kicked him out. And he was about to get disappointed. But before getting disappointed, God comes to the Apostle Paul and says, take courage. Because you testify with me in Jerusalem. And you will continue to do the same thing. One of the things that you need to remember this morning is... That you need to take courage because no matter where you are today, God does have a plan. God does have a plan for you. He has a design. Proverbs 19.21 says that many are the plans in a person's life, but the Lord's purpose will provide and will prevail. So it will prevail. The purpose of God will prevail no matter what. And what is the purpose of God? Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you. Plans to give you peace. Plans not to harm you. Plans to, to give you success. To make you successful and inherit, you know, everything that I have promised to you. God does have a plan for you. But we need to wake up. We need to get up. We need to start working. You need to start living your life like you believe, like something awesome has happened to you. This may not resonate with you that much, but you will probably understand a part of my story. When the last time that I went to the American embassy in El Salvador, uh, one of my friends had made fun of me. He's, he's a pastor and we're still friends. Um, I wanted to do what they did to the Apostle Paul, but I, I know God didn't approve that. So I, ha I, wasn't, I hadn't been able to get my visa to come to the States. And the previous time of the last time that I went to the embassy, he talked to me and he said, he, he, he just started making fun of me. And he said, Franklin, you're never going to go to the United States. It's not God's will. Give up. Quit, man. Just start working here in El Salvador or go to Africa. And I will tell him, no, but I, I just feel like I need to go to the United States and preach the gospel to Americans. And people will just get bothered when I say that. Why do you want to go to the United States? Why America? Why not Equatorial Guinea in Africa, Nigeria, Cameroon? So the last time I went to the embassy and I got my visa... Wow, I, I felt really good. You know, when, when the officer, you know, he took my passport and he said, uh, he put a seal on it and he said, come back for your passport on Friday. I was like, he didn't give me my passport back. And he didn't say no. So that must mean I got it. So I went on Friday, pick it up, and I opened it. And he had a beautiful stamp right there with the American flag. And I said, thank you, Jesus, you know. Put it on my on my." Uh, um, on my pocket, and here I am, you know, sharing the word of Jesus. But you know what? A lot of times we get disappointed because we keep trying and we don't get it. 
We, we keep trying and, and we start asking God, where is the answer? That's exactly when God shows up and tells you, do not quit. Right now, when you are confused, it is not the right time to quit. When you are disappointed, it is not the right time to quit. When you haven't seen any answers, it is not the time to quit. It is time to look for God like Joshua did with this huge problem, emotional situation that he was going. He turned to God to start praying, and God gave him an answer. And God just asked him, do not quit, Josh. Do not quit. Do not give up because I will be with you. I want you to be brave. I want you to be courageous. How many brave people do we have here in the house? You know, when I was a teenager, I was sharing with Adam. Um, I took Taekwondo classes, you know, for five years. I, I never won, like, to be honest. Like, I always got beat up. <laughs> and this is my mistake. Years after I finished practicing Taekwondo, I realized what my mistake was. So when you start learning, you know, Taekwondo, they give you like a white uh, belt. And that means that you're just a beginning, beginner, right? So I started learning and I was so excited. And every time I was going to go and fight, I don't know if Adam, you know, relates with me. But the first thing that you do, if you're doing Taekwondo, karate, uh, whatever, the first thing you do when you go and fight is, at least I did it, you will look at the other person's belt. And then look at his face, and the third thing will be like, I'm done. <laughs> so I had a white belt that meant that I had less than six months practicing Taekwondo. And then I fought, you know, with other teenagers and kids who have a black belt. And as soon as I would see the belt, I would be like, they beat me up. And my teacher, my instructor, was, would always scream and yell at me, Franklin, do not look at their belt. Do not look at that. And those who have, you know, black belts, they walk, you know, all confident, you know, they see you. And, and uh, I remember that I fought, you know, a couple of Koreans, and they scream a lot, you know, when they fight. It's exactly when you see, have you seen that movie when somebody goes like this? Yeah. So Koreans, they do the same thing. You know, when you fight with a Korean, uh, Koreans, uh, a lot of Korean kids, you know, like, like Hiari, they already have, like, black belt. And you're like, how in the world are they black belt if they're only four years old? I'm, like, 17, and I have white belt. You know, I still have to practice so many years before achieving that goal. And every single time, you know, I had a fight, I would always look at the belt first. And then if somebody would have like a white belt, I would be very confident. Oh, they're at my same level, so I can beat them up. You know, but then somebody would have like yellow, red, green, and black. I was done. I always lost. And that's what happens with a lot of us. We take a look at the problem and the situation that we have. And as soon as we see how big the problem is, we look down and we give up mentally, spiritually, psychologically. We give up and we quit instead of looking at the situation and then looking out to God. Because the Bible says that greater is he who is in me than the one who is in the world. God is greater than your situation, the lack of resources that you have. God is greater and God, he will make you a champion if you just 
Don't quit. Do not quit. John 16, 33, it's also a, a beautiful scripture, you know, that I like. Uh, because Jesus, you know, was speaking to his disciples. And when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You know, one of the things that we can trust Jesus today is that, of course, you're going to have troubles. Sometimes, you know, in, um, it happens in a lot of Spanish-speaking churches with a lot of people. When they become Christians, uh, some people, they complain that ever since I became a Christian, you know, things are going from bad to worse. I don't know what's happening. Well, Jesus already warned us in the, in the world, you are going to have troubles. You are going to have problems, but do not worry because I have overcome the world. In other words, Jesus is saying, do not quit. Do not give up. Be courageous. Be brave. Face your situation with courage because God has already made a way for you. Just be strong and be courageous. So personal courage is a personal commitment not to quit. Make it a commitment today. Make it a commitment this year that you are not going to quit. That no matter how hard life gets, you are not going to quit on God. You are not going to give up on God because the Bible says that Joshua went to the promised land, but it wasn't beautiful in the beginning. It was a promise. There were still people there that didn't like the Israelites. There were still a lot of people there who were dangerous. But you know what? Joshua gathered and God told him, go and possess the land because nobody will be able to stand against you. The problems that you have right now, the situation that you have right now, it's a great opportunity for you to walk in victory through Christ. Just do not quit. Do not give up. Believe in the word of God. Be courageous. Be strong. Because the Apostle Paul says in Corinthians, those things happen in the Old Testament as examples of how we are supposed to live a victorious Christian life. You have no idea how far God can go for you if you just believe in him and don't quit. You have no idea. Tina and Sandra, right here, their mom was a pastor, you know, for many years. I know their mom, she's a woman of prayer. One of her sons, one time, when he was young, he was walking in a barrio that was very dangerous in Mexico. When you see gangsters in Latin America, when you are walking in the street, and you see gangsters, you know, that are standing up like this and looking at you and you see them in line, you already know you're in trouble. If you turn around, they'll shoot you or they will chase you, but you're already in trouble. One time, Ramon, right, that's his name, he was walking in the middle of the night to go home. And he was walking in, a, in this dangerous street when he saw a group of gangsters, bad guys, exactly in the place where he needed to go. 
And he says that he just started praying in his mind, God, I don't know what's going to happen. I just pray that you please protect me. He knew he couldn't turn around and walk away. So he continued walking and got closer to the gangsters. And the gangsters, when they were waiting for him and they saw him getting close, you know, they started going like this, looking at him and letting him walk by. He didn't say anything. So he thought, okay, God, thank you. You know, he was very surprised. But look at what is surprising. The next day, he came across one of those gangsters. And he said, amen. We were going to beat you up yesterday. But those big guys that were coming next to you, we knew we were not going to be able to beat them up. So who were those guys? And then Ramon says, um, I don't think he gave an explanation. You have no idea how far God can go for you if you just don't quit. Be brave. Be courageous. Believe in his promise. And go into the promised land with the mentality that you are already a champion. Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you today for this beautiful morning. I thank you, God, because the Apostle Paul said in the Bible, Lord, that these things happen to the Israelites as examples of what we need to do, what we need to see, so that we learn, Lord God, how to live a successful life. Many of us, Lord God, we quit before giving you a chance to act. A lot of times we give up without, you, without giving you a chance to do a miracle. So I pray to, that, to God, to you right now, Lord God, as the King of kings and Lord of lords. And I pray, Lord God, right now that you touch the hearts of everybody in this church. And that you will help us understand, Lord God, that when we go into the promised land, when we go into the Christian life, things are not going to be easy, but you have already promised that nobody will be able to be against us and, and defeat us because you are with us and you walk with us. If we just believe, we don't quit, we don't give up, we are courageous and we walk in the promises that you have given to us. So I right now or